if I could stand here without whistling. <clears throat> a shout out, first of all, um, to Northern Indiana, where I think my sister is probably watching, watching this morning. And thank you to all of our Facebook people. Hey, Facebook people. <clears throat> Lisa and, let's see, are Darren and Melissa here this morning? They're coming to second service, I'll bet. Okay, good. I can see. Oh, they are here. They moved on me. All right. Lisa and Carly and Grady and I have been waiting since Christmas to share some news that, that I know that some of you know, but some of you may not know. And I'm taking this fine opportunity to express what we've, with difficulty, had bottled up inside us. And Carly's almost popped a few times. Um, <clears throat> we are expecting a new addition to our family. Darren and Melissa are going to have another baby. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Reportedly, Melissa's first words to the doctor were, how did that happen? <laughs> the due date is nearly exactly when Grady and Carly were born. So I think at that point we'll have triplets. Nine, nine years apart. Our February sermon series, uh, our, our family is thrilled. Our family is thrilled. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Our February sermon series accompanying the launch of the Home Point campaign at the end of this month is called Rekindled at Home. And I'm going to try to do a brief introduction to that series since we already had our, our parent dedication this morning. And I love doing that. And I love seeing the parents and their families and those babies. The, this first sermon is basically about getting first things first. Hopefully it will say something short and seem like Jesus could say things short a lot of times and make such an impact in so few words. Todd Miller is going to speak next week on when it comes to husbands and wives on expectations. And it's called Stoking the Fire. And then on, on the 18th, Nick Fouts is going to come from Cedar Rock Ministries. Marcy's brother, as you know. <clears throat> and Nick is going to speak on necessary conversations. Call it Fanning the Flames. And then Josh is going to bring it home on the last Sunday of the month. Talking about enjoying the warmth of a good relationship. Our intent, we know that our, our intent is not, not every lesson is going to obviously hit everyone the same. But our intent through this series is to honor, for one thing, is to honor the institution of marriage. Such a blessing, such a design that God has. So we really want to raise up just the idea of marriage and the gift that God has given us in that. We also want to, to communicate that we know that we struggle as human beings. We know, any, anybody that stands here knows that, that I know my personal need for God's grace in every aspect of my life. And we never intend to say anything, even when we lift up ideals, we never intend to say anything that isn't full and rich with God's grace. We, want, we always intend to extend hope. So no matter where we are, no matter what our experience has been, God still pursues us, he reaches for us, he wants us. In Jesus Christ, he accepts us. We have become his righteousness, and I'm so thankful to God for that. 
In Genesis chapter 1 and 2, if you put the creation story, I'm going to change the order a little bit as it is in our Bibles, but if you put it in the chronological order, some of the verses in, in uh, 1, 26 to 28, and then 2, about 16 to 24, or 18 to 24, right in there, if, if you put it all in chronological order, here's what it would sound like. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and the, over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And then the Lord God said, it's not good that the man should be alone. I'll make a helper fit for him. Now out of the ground the Lord God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. And the man gave names to all livestock and to the birds of the heavens, to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper that was fit for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man. And while he slept, he took one of his ribs. And he closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, this at last is bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. And she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him male and female. He created them. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it. Now let's switch gears for just a moment. You know, building a fire is not too difficult if you have the right materials. How many of you all have some form of fireplace or wood, wood stove or, or gas or whatever in your house? Bunch, a bunch do. We've got a, we've got a, a wood-burning insert. And I love it. I love burning wood. I like the smell of it. I like the heat of it. I like everything about it. But it's not that complicated if you've got the right materials. Some of the steps depend on where you're working, whether it's in your fireplace or in the woods or at a campground or in the backyard or whatever. Some of the things will depend on that. But generally speaking, you first gather some kindling, get some dry sticks, some small pieces of wood, wood that you slice up with an axe, or maybe it's shavings that are whittled from a cured dead branch or from some kiln-dried lumber. Then you arrange the kindling so it's close together and so it's touching. And you pile it up so that when a fire from a match or a lighter or a flint or a piece of magnesium or whatever it is that you're using, whenever you get the sparks and the, and the small fire comes, it will have a great chance to ignite a good flame. And then around the kindling you build, you arrange bigger pieces of wood that'll feed the initial flame, combined with oxygen from the air to, so that it'll produce significant heat, whether it's to roast hot dogs and marshmallows, or to cook a stew, or to, or to just gather around for warmth and light on a cool fall evening. Getting the fire going is a good start. There's something about a fire that sort of just mesmerizes us a lot of times. 
To keep it going, though, you have to keep adding fuel. Consider now, going back to where we were, the beautiful design and covenant that God created of marriage. Holy and wonderful. Now think of marriage like a holy fire. Rekindled, rekindled implies that there was once a fire burning. But sometimes, you know, flames have a tendency to die down and become a flicker or sometimes become even just a coal or two that's glowing red. Marriage is a little bit like that fire and that it needs to be fed because life happens, babies happen, busyness happens, everything is wonderful, but if you don't keep adding wood to the fire, I don't need to finish that statement. But even if the flames have died down, even if there's only a flicker that remains, a, fi- a tiny fire is hope. A tiny glow is hope. The potential remains for the fire to burn brightly again. It just takes some oxygen and some wood. The oxygen in this picture is God. There's a verse at the end of John that, that, where Jesus is... It describes Jesus with his apostles, and, and the verse says in John 20, 22, and when he had said this, the Christ it's talking about, he breathed on them, his apostles, and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Breath, air, representation of the presence of God. Is there anybody here who doesn't love kids? Looking close. Don't see any hands. Kids, we love you. Is there anybody here who would disagree with the statement that having kids can sometimes wear you out? Kids, we love you. (laughs) Sometimes in the hustle and bustle of everything that happens, I mean, we can give lots of attention to the kids. Lots of attention to jobs, lots of attention to church and to community and to schools and to appointments and all things that are good things. And forget the importance of the, of the middle of the picture. A husband and a wife and the breath of God. In the picture that God designed in Genesis, marriage is intended to be fuel for parenting. Husband and wife's love for one another is one of the greatest gifts that they can give their children. It's important to get the center of the picture in the center of the picture. Moms and dads never quit needing one another. It never gets old to be there for one another. Our love for one another combined with the breath of the Holy Spirit will bring warmth and love and security to our children to our family. The relationship of the husband and the wife is the core of the family. Feed the fire and the whole family is blessed. Feed the fire and the family is strong. And strong families make a strong church. Today our shepherds are ready to pray for you. They're going to be stationed at the front and the back of the worship center. 
They're going to be standing there humbly, willing to share with you the gentle and the timeless wisdom for relationships that God has revealed to them over the years through his word and through the experiences that they have had. Experiences that are both rich and challenging. Today may be the day that you've chosen to come to Christ and to receive his forgiveness and promises. Let me just say this, that the loving and inviting presence of God will consume our guilt and give hope for our lives. It'll be a good day today if we walk away from our assembly having warmed up to our God, determined to do what it takes to stoke the fire and to rekindle our relationships with our spouses. Hoping that, that you find great hope. Let's stand and sing together.